listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still... To live is to suffer. To survive, well, that's to find meaning in to suffer. Rest in peace, Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. Gone but not forgotten, yo. Yo. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we up in the house for episode 134. Welcome back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I usually like to to to, to give out the, the rest in power, but I think DMX deserves some peace. Definitely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? He's been spending a whole lifetime fighting, man. Yeah, man. And, you know, and, you know, there's that clip of him on Drink Champs talking about, like, if I would have dropped dead right now, you know, I'd be able to say I lived a good life. And that that gives me some solace. So I have no problem with with, with letting go of somebody who enjoyed their life. You know what I mean? Enough of the enough of the the, the wet eyes for, you know what I mean? The selfish reasons. Definitely. I'm celebrating for that man because he did what he came here to do. Definitely. Sure. He definitely found meaning in in his suffering. For sure. Well, talk about it, though. But yeah, man. All right. So uh, you've been watching anything interesting this week? Yeah, I, ca- I caught a couple good things. I caught, um, I've been keeping up with Invincible and that's been pretty epic. So I'm not talking about that. that. I've been I, avoiding um... it at all costs. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I'm just, uh, the, just the more know, the comic book I'm reading, I'm just dying to watch the show. Yeah, oh, it, it's super good. Yeah. Uh, this episode, Mahershala Ali, uh, guest starred uh, on it. Oh, what? So that was pretty lit. My um, nigga. I was also checking out, uh, I also checked out episode one of Doom Patrol. That was pretty interesting. Oh, what's that? Doom Patrol is another DC property, and it's basically about a group of misfits that solve uh, uh, superhero related, uh, like occult problems, I think. I only got into episode one, which is basically just the establishing of everyone. But I'm I'm enjoying it so far. Alan Tudyk is in it, and he's a fucking amazing as usual. Mm-hmm. He he's doing double duty as the narrator as well as um uh I think that guy is supposed to be like one of the lead villains. Okay, that's what's up. That sounds interesting. I'm always a fan of the occult and the. Uh... In the DC universe, it's pretty. It's pretty dope. I like. I like the shit that they're going, or I like the way that they're going. They have this one chick who's um pretty much Legion, right? She has okay. split personalities, and all her different personalities have different powers, and she has like, uh, I think like over a hundred of them or some shit like that. But they're connected. But hers is like a little bit different, where it's like it's sort of like a curse, where there's like a mystical realm where they all exist in, or, not, she being or like possessed? in different rooms or something. Well, I'm not sure if she's possessed specifically, but Something like that, you know? And and she talks about, like, how her different personalities are in different rooms. And they're like, oh, we don't go there because or she that's has where a, she hangs out. she has, like, a mental edifice built up to kind of constrain it in her in her mind? Something like that. Okay. I, in episode one, they haven't really okay. delved fully gotcha. into it true, yet. True, 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 true. So I can't really You don't know all this by episode one? God, you don't ever pay attention, bro. And um, But w- one of the things I... My favorite things about the show is that fucking Brendan Fraser's in it. I mean... Oh, okay. It's only live action Brendan Fraser for like uh, I don't know, like maybe thirty minutes. But spoiler alert, he dies and he's the robot. So um, wah, 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 wah. yeah, it's funny too because he's playing such a dick. He's playing like this race car driver that's like cheating on his wife and shit. Nah. And I'm not. I'm gonna leave the spoiler out of it because it was it was it was pretty gut punchy. So just in case anyone wants to watch it, I'm not gonna ruin that. But um, 
you know, due to circumstances, mm-hmm. he ends up losing his body. And this doctor, who initially I thought this dude is a psychopath and I wouldn't have trusted him with nothing. If I if I just came back to life and you're like, hey, bro, uh, I took your brain and put it inside this robot body. Congratulations. You can't feel or nothing, but now you exist. I'm like, Yowza. I'm like, yo, bro, we're going to fight, my G. Yeah, like you got to <laughs> at least let me fight. like swing on you a little bit. Fuck that. But he, I guess he eventually comes to terms with it and starts living in the robot body and shit. And then there's this dude who used to be a fighter pilot that did some experimental shit and he flew up into space with experimental technology from that time. But there mm. was this weird electronic shit in space that mm. possessed him. Electricity. <laughs> so mm. he crash landed back to Earth. Cosmic radiation. Got it. Lit. And he fucking kept my nigga alive. So he's more or less immortal. But, you know, he's oh. like kind of scarred all over his face and shit. I mean. So, trade-offs yeah and then there's this one lady who's oh man she's got it the worst bro i don't even bro she, her powers ain't even got no redeeming qualities aye, aye, aye. <laughs> she was like an actress from like the 20s who got possessed by this weird ass curse so she doesn't age either but i'm not sure what the trigger is yet but i guess when she gets embarrassed or something she basically turns into the blob my nigga she just starts her body just starts mutating. She just becomes the blob. Not the blob like the superhero the blob, but like the monster from the old school movie. Yeah, the it's blob. the big blob of mush like, flesh. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, she was essentially the villain of episode one. Like, they decide to, basically, the um the caretaker leaves to go take care of some shit. And he's like, all right, whatever you guys do, don't leave the house. Two minutes later, hey, guys, want to get the fuck out of here? So that's yeah. pretty much how that went. And um, she teenagers? went into... Um, Nah, nah. They're all adults. Like two of them are pretty old. Oh, Brandon okay. Fraser's character is like kind of thirty sixes. I guess oh, okay. like middle ages. I thought they were teenagers. I was like, oh, geez, you set yourself a failure. But if these are adults, you hope that you could talk to them. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, they're they're all. I mean, understandably, you know, I can understand as any any adult. You, if you don't want to be kept in some place, and so all that's mm. keeping you there is words, <laughs> you're not gonna stay, right? So, and he yeah. basically, for their own protection, he has them in, he's like, don't leave the house, because if you leave the house, bad shit's about to happen. You're like, yeah, whatever, old man. So he fucking dips, they leave the house, um, movie star lady trips out, turns into the blob, and apparently that tips off the big bad that they exist, and now episode two is sort of where I'm on, is is how is how shit changes because of that, when the old man comes back and <laughs> essentially the town gets destroyed. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's pretty dope. Apparently, Otto is telling me that it's a spinoff of the Titans TV show, which I did not know. Oh, hmm. I did not know, but I don't I, I don't think I'm going to watch the Titans. I don't think I can do it. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess the, I should give yeah, it a shot eventually. I, I've never seen a show shoot itself in the foot with the with a preview <laughs> like yes, that. Exactly. That preview was so bad. I was like, oh, fuck. If the, if, bad, bad. I was like, I'm not oh, going to say that it's it's terrible. What I'm going to say is that whoever they're aiming that at, it's not me. <laughs> and so, as such, I'm going to avoid it but because they weren't even aiming at me. You they know got what I mean? Somebody you hear though, gunshots outside. You don't walk seasons. towards them. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, they're on season three, so I guess they're doing well. But I don't know. I'm, I, okay. Yeah. Um. But I'd always like, yo, both both uh, Doom Patrol and Titans mm-hmm. are on season three, but. Dupacho is a spinoff of Titans, so that should that alone should let you know that they since they've caught up in the same amount of time that their predecessors existed. That does seem kind of dubious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know that it's more to explore on that. So I should uh, uh, should be interesting to see where that goes. But speaking of also um, fucking Robin and Batman and shit, 
<coughs> Excuse me. There's um there's a new DC project coming out, another new DC project coming out, uh Batman the Long Halloween. Mm. So that that unfortunately the only thing downside for me is it's part one of two. So I don't really like you know, I, mm. I, I just wait till part two because when they released um, the Dark Knight one and part one and part two, like I forgot what happened in the first one by the time the second one came out. And I'm out. not particularly mad at him for it, but I do know that comic book writing in particular makes egregious use of the cliffhanger. So I'm not interested in, in <laughs> if you call it part one, I'm waiting. <laughs> That's so true. I'm definitely waiting. That is so fucking true. They're gonna oh. get you, they're gonna get you in and you're and, gonna be and, fully and, invested. And okie dokes. They use, they make egregious use of the okie doke. You're gonna get fully invested and they're like, like all right, guys. How many see times you have you seen Wolverine dead at the end of an uh, of an issue? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, come on. Not falling for that again. Nope. Never again. Oh man. But, but um Long Halloween should be interesting though. The animation looks pretty fucking on point and it's about this villain called holiday who apparently yes as you can surmise he kills people on holidays so isn't that what holidays are for <laughs> to this guy absolutely. <laughs> like, absolutely whoa 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 no man what no He's that's like, not what holidays what? are for you're something there i think you might have an idea <laughs> uh, yeah it's so funny when people nonchalantly say outlandish shit it's just like Ugh. am i gonna address that or are we gonna take it as a joke <laughs> like, nah. he's like oh i'm committing to that for sure well, we should see how that goes because I'm not familiar with that story at all. So I'm kind of excited to neither see how that one Neither am I. Out. Even though I'm super tempted to like start covering story, uh, comic book story arcs, because what I'll do is usually when I like, oh, this seems like an intriguing storyline, I'll find out what issues are in the arc, and then I'll go find those issues online and then just read those in particular. So, like, I read like uh, um, a couple of uh, series out of order, like Invincible. I read mm-hmm. several arcs out of Invincible, you know, out of order, but it didn't really ruin it for me personally. But um, apparently, I think I'll do changing that. a lot from the story and the TV show too. So, well, from what I understand, there was a certain. T- well, here, w- what did you hear? Because I heard that there was a certain thematic element that that was changing, but overall, the storyline, from what I understood, was holding true. But <sighs> yeah, my bad, I interrupted you. What were you saying? That seems to be um, what what they're doing, because um, uh, I guess I don't remember what YouTube channel I watch, but he does recaps of it. And I, the, the last one was the only one that I saw. But he mentions that this episode is more or less taken out of like issue 17. Mm. And it follows pretty much exactly what he did in that one, which is his interaction with a villain called Titan. The only difference is. What they're doing from the what they seem to be consistently doing is they're fleshing out characters and delving deeper into them. So characters, oh, like, they're doing TV st- exposition, yes, instead of comic book. Oh, that makes sense, absolutely. though. I mean, I'm so like I don't, uh, I don't see that as a bad thing at all. Apparently, the interaction with Titan in the comics was like literally like one page where him and Titan pretty much discuss the plan and they go out and do it. But in this one, Titan makes like an emotional appeal. He see he goes through the hood. And then he has an emotional conflict between him and his parents, and then he makes a decision. That makes perfect sense to me when you think about the idea of they are attempting to adapt a storyline, but they need somewhere in there to inject some originality. Mm-hmm. And so they want to do so without uh, compromising the integrity of the original storyline. And so the best way to do that is in scenes that happen off panel. And so 
that was I, that makes perfect sense to me, and I, and you saying that it makes me think. Okay, I think they know what the fuck they're doing. Oh yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense to me. For and sure. and if you if you are like a, a comic book purist, you might not like it because you have a sequence of events in your head already. Right. If you want but an adaptation, you're gonna sense. be disappointed. Like and 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 yeah, it, I, I I'm very hype right now. Like <laughs> I don't even know know how I want to put it in because what I've learned from the the comic books. If they cover eventually even a fraction of like the 120 issues of comics they have, boy, let me tell you, the storylines are fucking insane. Yeah. Um, what's really interesting is um, I've been looking up since they're so like divergent in a lot of places. I've been looking up um, like comic uh, summaries of some of the characters and I'm really, really excited to see it go beyond Earth. You know what I'm saying? So right mm-hmm. now they're right now they're pretty much the, um, the main character, Mark. They're delving into him and his sort of coming of age story as a hero and mm-hmm. how he's navigating that. And they're they're not really delving and the the um the sub story of Omni Man and what is really happening with him is is like it's it's the B story and they're like they're just like you know they're teasing you a little bit all right here's a little bit all right here's a little bit in for there here's a little bit in for there but they don't really touch on it fully so I'm really excited to see where they go oh, because with that, that <sighs> yeah man I'm definitely looking forward to it because it's such a great story I. I it's a shame that comic books um, went through that long dry spell where they weren't really accepted as proper literature instead of progressing along the line of going from kind of serial literature into more established novelization format that you get yeah. in graphic novels. Like that would have been the natural arc, but then they just kind of fell off. And I, and I don't know why I don't um, I'm sure that there's probably tons of analysis that'll give you, you know, reasons as to why that happened. But, you know, I think that really impacted things, uh, properties like Invincible because it didn't have, you know, man, if that had the distribution that I think that comic books at their height had, man. Yeah, it might have reached it, a lot farther. Yeah. For sure. But here it is now, you know, it's in, <laughs> it's in TV form, which is all good and dandy. You know, but boy, I, I wish that that comic books, you know, were still as widely like I wish that I can go into any store and get comic books. Yeah, still. it sucks that like brick and mortars are sort of dying out because of um. I guess it's the it's the it's the um transfer to digital. It's the print industry at large. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, it's purely old head nostalgia that I want to have paper comics. Oh, like no, really and truly, you, it does you. make like it makes perfect sense why even if you had a device solely to just downloading comic books too, you know what I mean? With, you know, yeah. several gigs of storage that you never have to worry about. And that was just your comic book tablet and you, you know, you use it for comic books. So you never had to worry about anything happening to it. It would be probably a worthwhile investment and you'd get tons of use out of it. And it'd be far more efficient than having a, co- a, a closet for, full of comic books. Like I do, but fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I feel you, man. Like I have, um, I have Tate's on my, my Instagram and it's so nostalgic to just, just look at pictures of the comic book store and know that they're still going strong after like, fucking God. Like, I think they might be as old as I am. I think they may have been around since at least the nineties. I know. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Tate, Tate, when Tate's won the lottery in, was it the nineties or early two thousands? I'm not sure. I think it was early 2000. I think, and, and you, I can get fact checked, you know, um, and I need to find some way to have an internet device on me while I'm doing this, but <laughs> I think 
Tate's was established um, circa 2003. No, it was before that because um, it was well before that because when I was in seventh grade, Danny Vargas would get like Dragon Ball Z tapes from Tate's and copy them. And that's how I, I saw them. Was that the was that the original Tate's? Oh, not from yeah, not from their current um, not their from cu- their current location. That's what I don't remember oh. where they were at the time. Okay, yeah, but because they didn't they get the bigger one in the times. plaza? I'm sorry, we're going way off in a tangent. This is in South Florida. <laughs> this is so true. This is well, yeah, Tate's is a regional in- comic book store in South Florida that is very very popular. You can Google them. This is not an ad for them. Just going down memory road, but it's very yeah. nostalgic. Yeah, they were established in '93, March '93. Wow, because I yeah, actually it would have had to been yeah. But yeah, when was it with that they got the big upgrade when he when he won the lottery? I don't is that what I didn't even know that's what that's how that he made that happen. That's yeah. the extra shit right there. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> you, gaming is not isn't that profitable. <laughs> that makes a whole lot of sense. Gaming is not that profitable. Uh, Should have happened to a better dude, man, because like he's he's kept the essence of that place going. You know what I mean? It's yeah, been, I heard like, he was a tough guy to work for, but like he was really shitty to his workers. Oh, that sucks. So that's why I kind of like me, but. It is what it is. Because, you know, Axel. Sal used to work for him. Yes. Um, And he did not have a lot of nice things. And Sal has nice things to say about everyone. (laughs) So I don't know. This is kind of true. You read a file of Sal, you're probably fucking up. Oh, no, dude. If if you're not cool with Sal, you're probably being a shitbag. Just for good measure, you're probably the shitbag in the situation. Yeah, um... Yeah, definitely. Uh, anyone who else hasn't checked it, I checked out Invincible. Man, it's, it's a great balance of everything. It's got, it, 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 you know, it's got your superhero shit. It's got excellent animation. Oh, don't worry, we're not fights. done with Invincible. Um, the voice cast is amazing. Fucking Zazie Beats. Um, I'm sorry, Britta, Britta from Community. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on name right now. I think Gillian Jacobs. Gillian Jacobs, yeah. Yeah. Um, fucking J.K. Simmons is in it. Um. Hmm. Uh, it's it's just, it's got a really stellar class, amazing story, fucking, you know, just definitely, you guys got to check that out. Yeah, we're definitely gonna be revisiting that, um, probably over the course of a few episodes, because I'll probably give a my my review and breakdown, and then we'll start talking about because there's so many, man, the threads of parenting that run through that yeah, are so. Yeah. That's so another thing I'm really looking forward to is the eventual conflict between. And I'm waiting to see if they. I'm waiting to see, uh, sorry to interrupt you again, but I, I'm waiting to see if they cover the story of Robot and Monster Girl. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man, that's such apparently, a crazy apparently story. Apparently, it's a little bit different from how it is in the comics, but they're absolutely doing, they're, they, they've been, they've started setting the threads for that, and it hasn't, the, um, it came to the climax in the previous episode, so I guess we're going to see where it goes next episode. Okay, because in the comic books, you don't even know my G. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I, oh, you read the comics? No, I didn't read the comics, but I, I read up on certain characters, and okay. one of them was um was Robot. Yeah, the the, the storyline behind him and Monster Girl are crazy. And it's funny, because you think Monster Girl's a girl the whole time, and it's just like, oh, no. Yeah, that is okay. also, I really, really like that like <laughs> character design. Of yeah. Like, um, well, spoiler for anyone who doesn't know, but Monster Girl is a, a girl who's afflicted by a curse, and whenever she she basically like it's like a cursed version of the Hulk. She turns into a huge grotesque monster, but every time she does, she deages, so she'll mm-hmm. lose like a week off of her life. And every time every time she transforms, the monster gets more powerful and she loses more life. So eventually, she's like she's like twenty six years old, but when you when you see her the whole time, she looks like she's twelve. 
Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah. But and her look is just deceiving because it's just an aesthetic look. Like, yeah. Because Monster Girl is neither a girl <laughs> nor a monster. She's something in between. I, do, I really like their hero deconstruction in the series, man. They do yeah. a super good job of it. Yeah, so because so, so do they touch on the invasion, the alien invasions on Earth? One of them, ugh, poor guys. Uh, I believe they were called Thraxians, Thraxians or something. Yeah, yeah. They they were the B story of like episode two. Okay, poor, that's because why they I just keep on invading and getting stomped. Like that's, that's a thing. That's ah. In this one, the divergence is Omni Man was like, yeah, no. Like they did that for one episode. Throughout throughout one episode, they kept showing up. And being like a thorn in the side to like some of the heroes, hmm. and <laughs> right at about like the the forty eight of like fifty minute mark of the episode, Omni Man was like, "Nah, son," and he he followed the dudes back into their planet and lay waste to their mm-hmm. entire planet. Yeah, so it's like, yo, Omni Man is fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah, fucking is. brutal. So man, I wonder. So that that arc, obviously, you can't you can't. That art can't be over. <laughs> you can't slaughter everybody on the planet. I mean, Somebody I mean, survived. Maybe after you see what he did. No, no, no. I know. Have a different idea. And, I, and I'm spoiling shit in the future of the comic, <laughs> oh only because God. when I read that arc, I was like, "Wow, bro, he was brutal." Said he was clearly like, "Yo, stop." In he's basically what I always said I would be like if mm-hmm. I were Superman. I'd be like, "You got three chances. Like, don't invade my planet again. Like, you're being annoying. Stop." And then after the third time, I was like, "For sure." Bap. You know, to just start flicking heads off, son. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Invincible. Okay, we've talked plenty about a show that we're going to talk about <laughs> several more times. It's lit. But no, um, in the future, you know, give me some feedback. I'm interested to know if you guys are interested in hearing me talk about uh, comic book story, uh, story arcs. Because I enjoy them a ton. Some of them are fucking crazy cool. Like, I just... Just a preview. I, I read uh, um, uh, King in Black. Yo, the King and Back finale is absurd, my G. Absurd. Yeah, that's the Black Panther run, right? No, the King Black is um is uh Null. Oh, Null the Conqueror. Yeah, Null the right. King. No, not Null the Conqueror. Um, well, did they call him Null the Conqueror? The Symbio King. No. Oh. Well. Yeah, no, Symbio King Null is the one that that comes here, gotcha, and gotcha. he ravages the Earth. Is it now this this? Um, story arc is actually goes over several different lines like it's in X of Swords uh, it's uh, going on in I think Marauders Hellions it crosses over with Excalibur like it crosses over with all the major like it's like their mega arc right now right. it's going yeah, it's on it's like their story event yeah and it fucking culminates with Venom one of my favorite characters <laughs> doing some of the most badass shit ever <laughs> I saw the the uh, the cover art of him with the fucking axe Bro, bro, spoiler <clears throat> alert, but that axe, out of control, dog. <laughs> it, you got to be. Dog. As we've learned from Steppenwolf, if you got an axe, you got you to gotta lay it down, son. Nigga, he combined Silver Surfer's board and Thor's hammer and that's, made an axe. I'm like, that's all right. disrespectful. All right. What happened to Silver Surfer, though? That's bad disrespectful. Were, yo, what happened to Thor? <laughs> Thor and Silver Surfer are looking at each other like, did this nigga just take my shit? That's so disrespectful. Yo, yo, yo. That defines me. What are yeah. you doing? <laughs> like, don't no worry doing? about it. I'm just borrowing it, G. I'm I'm the Silver Surfer. I can't <laughs> surf without the board. Oh my goodness, dude. That shit was that shit was crazy. Yeah. So Venom is like I think solidified as one of the top tier, most powerful characters in the Marvel universe. Excellent. Is this the Lady Brock? 
Yes. Because there's Flash Thompson, um, Anti Venom. Yeah. Uh, is it Agent Venom? I think he's Anti Venom. Yeah. Well, it depends on where he is, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there is an um, Agent Venom. Like all of the, the all of the different people who have been Venom are still alive, mm-hmm. and they come back and they aid in the Venom War. So, um, yeah. So because you see at one point. Uh, Anti Venom becomes like a white Venom dragon, and it's like that's it's, like, it's ridiculous. It's absurd. That's it's, the, it's the realest shit ever, bro. Like, uh, Ed, uh, uh, Eddie Brock's son. That's funny. They no tries. Uh, I didn't even know he had a son. So we'll, we, I could so I could always talk about comic book uh, story arcs, which I would love to do if you guys are interested to hear about that. But anyway, we'll move on from that. Um, let's go ahead and start hitting up some topics. Um, in gaming, have you seen fucking this? Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not a huge proponent of being spiteful, but that does not mean I can't appreciate a nice, <laughs> juicy act of spite because sometimes they, they're really, really good. So Mike Morheim left Blizzard. He was CEO of Blizzard for a long time, left Blizzard mm-hmm. after the Activision acquisition. Things had deteriorated substantially, and he jumped ship. So his NDA expires, I think, or expired, I think, maybe two or three weeks ago. This nigga has already started another game studio called Dreamhaven in Irvine. Do your thing, Across fam. the street from Blizzard. Do your thing, fam. And poached some of the high-level fucking Do your thing, designers fam. from the old studio, bro. That shit is hilarious. Oh, that's so juicy, though. Because it's like Activision. The only reason why he's able to do this is because you have made such a toxic yeah, fucking place. they absolutely don't want to work for you. They absolutely as do not want to have anything to do with you. With a with legal, better chance, they well, were like... And 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 that was that's how bad they even waited to, to the point in which you had no legal ramifications to do it mm-hmm. against either Dreamhaven or the employee, and they all pew. Yep, fuck I'm that. Gone. <laughs> but I was like, that's awesome. That's, I, that is that's amazing. Like to have Mike Morhaime actually in the driver's seat of making games again. That's that's fucking inspiring because that you know what I mean the heyday well, of WoW was amazing. I think that a. Making video games is not something that if you know how to make video games, you do out of greed. True. Absolutely. And so for him to return back to it, to me, says that he has a certain passion for it that is mm-hmm. necessary to put out great games. Yep. So, yes, yeah, seeing him at the helm of something gives me the warm and wigglies like in the beginning of my wow days. <laughs> but I, of course, need to abate, you know, any positive feelings I have and hope that Dreamhaven <laughs> actually comes through. And it's not just another cash grab. I have very high hopes. I, You know what I mean? But I have to remain cynical because this is the video game industry. <laughs> and it has corrupted some of the best of them. Yeah, but... but I know, did want to shout out... The stalwarts always remain the same in the video game industry, regardless of how much it changes, you know? I, I, uh, I don't know. I, I think it's debatable. I think a lot of... There's been a lot of wavering. And 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 by wavering, I don't want to say that they're stalwart. <laughs> like, right. You still got some really solid companies out there. Your Square yeah, Enixes. Like the Shigeru Miyamoto's, the yeah. fucking Kojima's, you know yep. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The um uh, Nipponichi. Yeah, you have yeah, them. You yeah, have I mean, they're they're those who like I said, they 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 have a certain philosophy that isn't affected by the market. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are usually the people whose games I end up buying anyway. Yeah, and so and and you know, there's also the Ryukoga Gogata, I, I can't pronounce the name, but the studio that made um, Yakuza. 
Nice. Yeah. That studio is one yeah. that I really love as well. And I just wanted to shout them yeah. out because we were sitting out here throwing out names and I was like, I can't for the amount of time and love that I put into Yakuza, I can't I can't not shout that uh shout them out as well. It's just a, a game design studio that's relying a lot less on monetization and a lot more on game design. Yeah, like um the Atlas Studios that puts out the Shin Megami Tensei, Tensei Ooh, games. And you know, there's a Shin Megami Tensei 6 coming out that is on my slate yes. for 2021 that I'm excited to look forward yes. to. I did not know that, and that's exciting news. There's that's also um news. a Warrior-style uh, Persona game, Persona 5 game called Persona 5 Strikers. Yeah, I've and heard And it's pretty about much Dynasty one. Warriors Persona. What? Yeah. That's kind of lit. I'm saying, what, and they say it's a really good was. rendition of the Dynasty Warriors engine. That's lit. So I would highly recommend it if you're into it. Um, that's lit. I'd yeah. seen it the advertised, but I didn't know what it was. I might actually check that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've just been, you know, I've, I've been looking for a, a new game, but I'm looking for something I can play casually. Like, I, engro- I love me an engrossing RPG, but it's just... <laughs> I get too engrossed. Like, I don't want to, you know, I'm enjoying like something that I can put, a, you know, an hour or even just 30 minutes into and feel satisfied and not feel like, nah, nigga, <laughs> I'm, I'm this I close to, to find finding out what's out happening. Yeah, like, I need to know what, what happens next. No, I love me a fantasy universe. And so oh, I'm looking yeah, for something I that you. I could, which I was looking at Monster Hunter Arise, which looks interesting. Ah, oh, man. I don't know why I've never actually given any of the Monster Hunter games a chance. I don't know. I just heard. I don't. I honestly don't know. I don't know. I've heard good things if about them. If you're looking them. for an action adventure play, it seems like a solid, a solid game. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about that shit. Apparently, Monster Hunter is in fucking oh, what fighting game did I see the other day? Think Marvel vs. Capcom. Oh, what? That would make sense. Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom, uh, Monster Hunter, the mon. Speaking of fighting games, fucking you remember Akira from Rival Schools? Hell yeah, love me some fucking Akira Rival, from Rival Schools. Schools is coming to Street Fighter Five. I think That's like next month. Awesome with the helmet on and yes, everything. The skull but helmet. But she took the helmet off in this okay. one. So I don't know. If she, I don't know if she has a costume where she fights with the helmet on. But in her preview video, oh, she's they got have the helmet to be, off. They have to have one with the helmet on and one with the helmet off. And in the and one with the video, she rides up with the motorcycle, motorcycle suit. with the motorcycle suit. So. Bro, but they tripping. Why didn't they just drop a new rival schools, man? I guess it's Bro, probably what like is rights. Up with and shit. That? It's gotta be because of rights. Because that is way too popular of a property to for Bro, them to not amazing. be developing. Uh, amazing. There's so many dope ass characters in that game, man. Yeah, I can't yeah. I can't wait to I mean, I've been watching YouTube videos and it's 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 almost making me want to get Street Fighter Five, man. That shit lo- it looks pretty litty. But they're too good though. They're ridiculous. They're, them combos are not yeah, Street to taste Fighter Five, yo, and they. Uh, I was just watching a video on Oro because he's one of the characters I enjoy yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah. But Oro's got both his arms out. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> you nigga, watch yourself. So Oro always kept his arm behind. behind his back. Yeah, so evidently, he still has the same philosophy. But instead of tying it behind his back, he's holding a turtle. So he fights with a turtle in his head. That is kind of like, I was like, yo, my nigga is so, so disrespectful, bro. I love it. That I is love so it. disrespectful. And most of his moves end out with, the, like, I guess one of his drawbacks is that a lot of his moves end with him balancing the turtle as an animation. <laughs> so you got to watch out. Like, you got to time his moves well. Because if you don't combo them, it's going to end out with him bobbling the turtle. And if they're yo, not staggered. That's some good-ass character design I'm right there. I'm telling you, I'll man. fuck with that. That's pretty dope. Ah. Uh, they also put 12 into it as well. The fucking shape changer, which is basically yes. a random select. Which I loved 12. Well, no, it wasn't a random select because he had a defined moveset. It's not like Mokujin that had random. In I thought that he one, had a, like, a, oh, is that in how Street he Fighter 5, that's how he is. When you select him, oh. he'll morph into a random character on the playlist. And that's okay, just who I'm, you are until I'm the match is like over. 90% sure in Street Fighter, Street Fighter 3, 
he had different characters yeah. uh, moves mapped to his his button. So like his high punch was was uh, Dalsim's high punch, and then yeah. his low kick was like Ryu's low kick, and stuff I guess like because that. um. I guess because Seth already does that to some degree, they didn't um, want to completely replicate yeah, that. Yeah, that in would this be one. too redundant. So in this one, he's he's pretty much random select. Like when you select him right then and there, he'll morph into rent a random person from. Oh, the, and he looks like them. The thing, yes. Oh, okay. So and that's he'll completely just play different. as that character. Yeah. For the I, thing. Yeah, th- those kind of characters are are you know, you know why I hate those kind of characters. Because of people like Derek, who would <laughs> who would choose those characters because it didn't matter who he used. Because he's fucking good he at everybody on the roster. Like, and the worst part was playing him in Tekken when he would choose Mokujin because you didn't know who Mokujin was unless you could read who, what stance he was in. And so Derek would just choose him <laughs> and just start busting your ass. And I'm like, how did you just acclimated to the random character you got two three uh, seconds ago? Shit. Like, fuck out of here, bro. That was yeah. good though. I those are salty those characters. Those characters are designed to create salt. <laughs> I miss the days when I was good enough to Street Fighter to play on random. Mm. But yeah. Moving on from that. Dude, so did you see the... Did you watch them? No. Okay, I did not watch them either. It's a Lena Waithe production. It's her next horror film. Okay. I I heard a scene described that pretty much solidified I'm not going to watch the movie. (laughs) I don't know if the movie's good. What is it about? I don't know. I, I literally read this one scene and was like, I really, I don't even want to be exposed to the rest of whatever she produced. I think Not it is today. that um, it just It just had to do with, with, with rape and infanticide. And I'm just like, you know what? It's not my bag. Homie. It's not my bag. Period. Not my bag. And so, but I'm, so I tried to give Lena Waithe a very broad, leeway with bad hair oh oh, okay because i remember her from that because in that movie you know i thought she was trying to do something to she was using something that was very visceral and relatable to to black people and 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 horrifying it i got it that made perfect i got it but in them she goes for an angle of that that i think goes a little bit too far you know what i mean like you know bloody scalps is one thing but like brutal bloody rape and 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 murder and things of that nature i don't like it when white people do it so i don't want to make it seem like i'm being overly uh judgmental on her because she's um a black uh uh homosexual woman i believe she identifies as a woman yes but um i don't want to th- i don't want to seem like that but anyone who who wants to take you know sex and put it in a horrifying perspective i don't generally I'm not attracted to. I don't like that. I don't find that to be like entertaining and right. shit like that. And so she's taking that angle, and a lot of people are like, "All right, Lena, wh- wh- where are you really <laughs> going with this?" You know what I mean? Because a lot of uh, uh, the comments that I saw being uh, brought up about it are the um, it 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 feels like black pain porn. Which is something that I talk about, especially when it comes to the media. The media loves to display black people in pain for clicks. They and and it helps them create the narrative of fear that they're looking for without viscerally portraying white misery, which they don't want they gotta they have to make, you know, maintain a certain aspirational 
um um aspect of their of their broadcasts and so they like to to play on on black pain porn is like like uh like i like to call it and that's what people are accusing lena waith of here that this isn't horror this is this is just gratuitous use of images of black people in suffering positions and moreover it's done to the behest of white people like and that's a lot of people like there is no possible way you pitched this to a black person. And they were like, yeah, <laughs> this is horror, you know? And they were making very distinct, um, um, distinctions, distinct distinctions, redundant redundancies. Um, <laughs> they were making very, um, uh, stark differences between her and Jordan Peele and how he does horror and what she's doing. Like the porn part comes where there's no artistic expression. There's no separation from the reality. It just is what it is. Yeah. You know, like, where is the cinematography? What are you expressing? You're just showing visceral, brutal, gory images of black people in the most utterly horrific. Like that's okay. You know what I mean? Like even in even in 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 gore porn, they went extra extra over the top to add the fantasy to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's staying too close to reality for it to actually be considered entertainment, and that's what makes it, in my opinion, pain porn. You know, and that's not cool. Like, I'm not with that any at, at, at any level. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, sounds, I don't know. Sounds a bit much. That yeah, <laughs> that purpose like no, like it, just read about it. Like honestly, if can you, if you could read the article and not have a visceral reaction to the scene as as it's described, then I implore you, please watch it and tell me what it's like. <laughs> but it, I I highly have a I have a feeling that me and you are similar enough to where you're gonna read that and be like. <laughs> Fucking no. Yeah, Get no. this shit all the way away. That the description away from me. alone is like, ah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Th- that's the type of shit that I would probably turn off right in the middle. As soon as that shit started, I'd probably be like, well, that's that's enough. But you know, and honestly, what I, I, with all of that critique and all of what I said, I don't deny her right to make it and produce it and for it to exist. I wouldn't boy, I wouldn't call for other people not to watch it as I was just <laughs> calling for you to watch it. I'm just saying I'm not fucking with that. And I say that particularly because I don't want people to be so fucking sensitive to the things that are being portrayed to them that they can't. Like, same thing with Little Nas X. Like, I'm not calling. I would absolutely not consume the song, video, or shoe. But I am in, in no way, shape, or form saying that anyone should put any energy into making sure it doesn't exist. <laughs> that is entirely up to Nike, who owns that image, to decide whether they want it to exist. Anyone else who's concerned with this needs to shut the fuck up and sit down and let let that happen. You know what I mean? Like that that's the part that I don't get. Like I get all critiques and I and I and I like to know people's opinion. I like to know whether you like or you don't like something. But what I don't get is why people have to take that to the next level and now say like, "Okay, cool. So now how do we stop that from existing?" Like, "Whoa, what? <laughs> Can you just not like it and let it be that?" <laughs> right. Just skip it and move on. Nah, son, erase it. Erase it from existence. Erase I can't it. have it. What if my children see it? Shut it down. What if my children see it and like it? Like, what am I going to tell what them? What are you raising your children to like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if your children see it and like it, what the fuck is wrong with you? All right. My favorite one is, how am I going to explain this to my child? I mean... Don't expose them to it. <laughs> and then when they get old enough, if they see it and like it, then hey, then guess what? You had no right to stop them from seeing it at that age. You know what I mean? Like, Also, fuck. what? Is there only one thing that you have trouble explaining to your child? Yeah, I know. Like, that's going <laughs> to... That's the problem? That's the only thing you got problems explaining to your child? Nothing else? They I mean, understand they, everything else perfectly. 
But that's the one thing. That's I mean, that one's to, easy. Tripping him to fuck. Don't up. believe anything you see on the TV. <laughs> that's an easy one for me. Very important lesson. Because he'll right never there. experience Lil Nas X outside of a fucking screen. So Facts. just don't believe that shit. Teach him not to believe anything that comes out the screen, and you'll be fine. <laughs> it's very important. But yeah, no. Um. But yeah, because and that takes a certain amount of resilience, and that segues into my next topic because I saw that um there was a rapper named Chica that I'm a big fan of. Like lyrically, she's an amazing MC. Hands down, leagues ahead of her class. Definitely set up to be a, a very successful MC if she wants to stick with it. Okay. Um, Chica, and, and I love I love her because she's just you know a nice chick from Alabama who can spit. As far as I know, I don't know very much of her other than that. But she just seems like a a, a human being. She seems very real. You know right. what I mean? She does her social media thing, blah blah blah. But now, evidently, she had a bad inter- exchange with some fans. And now she's saying, oh, how it's causing her so much depression. And now she wants to quit rapping. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it just leads me back to that thing that, 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 that Dave Chappelle was like, was like, if that's all it took, did you really want it? Because you're really talented. And as bad as whatever it is you're pointing it out is and probably is, why are you letting that take you away from your passion? Like, I get it. And you should absolutely do everything you can to assuage those problems. And you should absolutely work on your depression. But if you fuck with rap and you like rap and you were doing that because you were passionate, then why are you stopping? Or if you weren't doing it because you were passionate, then, then absolutely stop doing it. But don't retire and blame it on depression. Retire and say, you know what? I didn't really fuck with this shit anyway. And I don't like none of y'all niggas to begin with. So I'm out. I respect that. But then don't, don't try to take, because that depression route is a fucking cop out. It's a cop out. Yes, every depression is a part of life, and we have to learn to cope with it in a healthy way. But we shouldn't use it as a reason as to not live our lives. Like that, that, that we have to stop normalizing using depression as an out for not doing what you love to do. No, you're not doing it because you don't want to fucking do it, and that's fine. But don't internalize that so that you can move on to find out what you do want to do. That's my thing. No, don't worry. People she'll be back. Love, she'll people, be back. Yeah, people who love music always retire and come back. It's sort of, you know, it's part of the journey. Your boy Logic is back. No, Logic. Just- <laughs> did, did you know that Logic was half black and half white? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bro, mine alone. This fucking guy. Where's my soundboard? He, I need a bomb. What's he doing these days? Uh, he's back to rapping, though. He is. That, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> The album's the joke. I'm sorry. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, nah, that, that's pretty much uh, what I saw going on. But I felt really bad for her. Like I, and I didn't want to. And of course, it always sounded like I'm lecturing and berating someone. That would that that whole tirade I just went on was absolutely not to deride Chica. It's to encourage her to 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 take solace and take refuge in her talent. In her art. And if you don't want to put shit out, if you want to stop social media, if you want to cut away from people, absolutely. I, that is not what I'm talking about. But to have to go out of your way to announce a retirement at your age from something that you love to do. Just come on, man. That, you're better than that. You're better than that. Uh, don't trip, Chica. I'm saying just go take some time off. Pay somebody else to handle your social media and go enjoy your money. Well, thank you. Thank you. Because she's got like, you know, my nigga, her cosigns are absurd. <laughs> like, I think she's got J on the cosign. You know what I mean? 
Jay is on the cosign. Dude. Enough said. Yo. Just walk Dang. away. Like, feel, hell yeah. if you if Jay is hell on the cosign, yeah. then just do what you do. Got a nice trajectory. Ahead you of will you. make it. <laughs> he, he will help you. You know what I mean? That, that is not an empty uh, offer of help, <laughs> especially in music. Like, but yeah, and anyway. also just being associated to him is is enough. Is also elevating as well. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, just uh, here I got a couple of foreign foreign uh, political topics that I saw pop up on the screen that I thought were interesting. Um, North Ireland is evidently under a huge amount of civil rest, which is a shame because Northern Ireland very recently had a a bout in the nineties with some very violent civil unrest that had only recently subsided to some degree. And now I guess um, Northern Ireland, because of COVID restrictions and the changes in the laws due to Brexit are the, the, the youth are now, are now rioting. And I don't know, man, I'm not as familiar with the, with the socio dynamics of Irish um, civil unrest. Not like I am with America, which I would be more apt to to critique. Um, all I'm saying is, is that I'm always going to side with with the mass, <laughs> you know, and the people, man, the people. And unfortunately, you know, they are going to have a very difficult time uh, attempting to interface with their problems because, unfortunately, like our problems aren't like. Our social problems in America only have ancillary ties to the, you know, foreign policy with Mexico. And so we can do things on the ground in our communities to really help our social condition in a material way. In Northern Ireland, the reasons why they are, why they, the uprest has started, the unrest has started, things like foreign policy regulations that come down from Brexit you know things like covid restrictions and 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 uh policies that came down through having to sign uh agreements with with pharmaceutical companies to get the vaccines things like that you can't fix that by burning down the local constabulary like that won't i mean that might make you feel good that might that might be reminiscent of what you know how to do but that won't fix your problem at all matter of fact it's only likely going to like hurt your local government because a lot of Ireland's um, economy is based around the financialization and being used as a tax haven. And so if you're destroying local economy, that's literally the only thing that's feeding people. <laughs> so uh, I'm not exactly, you know, I'm and, and that is a very superficial analysis of what's going on there. But I thought that was very interesting. You know, anywhere where there's unrest, I think th- that we should keep an eye on it because it likes to spread. Uh-huh. And and not to mention because of globalization, uh, unrest anywhere can spark something anywhere else, you know. And 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 we don't know what forces are going into that to begin with. So there could be things, ripple effects that we're completely unaware of that are going to happen because of this. Yeah, I mean, as an aside to that, I, I remember seeing a video just recently about um, someplace in Britain they took down a statue of a slave owner and threw it into the into the, the river. Bay. That was a while ago, but yeah. After yeah. after um thing. But the reason why it came back up again was because they put up a a, a statue of an activist on, on it recently. Mm-hmm. And they just took that one yeah. down too yeah. because 
They're like, we're going to let the people vote on what goes yeah. on the plinth. Yeah, well, you should have. That's what they should have done. But, you know, it's England. It's, the people are going to vote on some racist shit, I promise you. Because don't get it <laughs> twisted. First of all, let's not get it twisted. There is an issue, not with just America, but with Western society and how it progresses when it comes to the relations between minorities and the 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 majority demographic. It has an issue. Like, there's racism like a motherfucker in the UK. Don't get it twisted. You know what I mean? Like, the racism exists in, in many, many places. You know, and that's the... And, I, and, and, and it's funny because you, I always see arguments uh, between, you know, black people in the UK and black people in America about who is the most racist, who's living in the most racist environment. And I think that that's just a stupid argument. It's, it's like, you know, every br- everyone is oppressed thing. in different ways. Yeah. Let's not measure piles of shit. And let's just find a solidarity that we can you know what i mean because you you know american and i don't know if this is the same in the uk but there's a lot of black nationalism when it comes to uh uh african americans uh domestically and it it comes off very like exclusionary like you look at things like the ados movement and stuff like that and they have an issue whenever you see a black a uh, British actor playing a black American. You know, they're always that, yeah. up in arms about it. <laughs> and while while I can understand while they're like, you know, why why are you bringing people from all, all the way over there, over here? You know what I mean? But when it's Idris Elba, you kind of understand. <laughs> but then you're like, why are you bringing Daniel Kaluuya over here? And it's just like, listen, man, I don't got a dog in that fight, but I can understand why you're 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 beefing. <laughs> um, but it's 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 just one of those things, you know what I mean? And so yeah, I don't want to to like measure the racism between the two, but it's an issue everywhere. Yeah, I mean it, it's um they're like it's like sister racism, you know? It's like they're not really all that different. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're twins, but they just grew up in two different places. Absolutely, so it, they it's... have a lot of similarities in their racist ways. Yeah, you know, because because everyone's got their own claim to fame and. And and when it comes to Western uh, societies and who added what to racism and who did their part, you see know that what I mean? Jim Crow, that was me. I did that. We did that. Who came up with that? We came up with that. Something to be proud of, right? You fucking weirdos. Yeah, no, nah, I forgot how I even got on to. You know, racism creeps its way to every fucking. Topic. Uh, you're talking about Ireland and 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 uh, yeah. Initially, it was the Irish. Initially, yeah, but yeah, no, I wish the the Irish the best or the Irish people the best. They're going to have to figure out something other than civil unrest to interface with these foreign policies that are now having such a heavy impact on their on their lives. Um, I'm not exactly sure, like, what the issue is. Like, are they having scarce imports? Are they having massive job layoffs? Are they are they protesting the lockdown measures? Um, are there even lockdown measures? Like, I don't I. I don't know enough about Irish politics and and I don't get like no one talks about that shit. But there is major like I care about, you know, what's happening there as much as I would expect they care about what's happening here when they see Target on fire. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I see Irish buildings on fire. I'm like, I'd like to kind of know what's happening there. Like what's going on? But yeah, I'm going to keep my eye out on that. Um, then I saw uh, Russia's encroaching on Ukraine again, bro. And I'm like, man, that's going to be real interesting because um, typically, nobody would give a shit what Russia's doing on the other side of the world. But Ukraine is technically a NATO ally. And if Russia continues to, to 
are they a NATO ally? No, they are being courted as a NATO ally. It is a frontier that NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, is very interested in maintaining because it borders Russia. Russia is a major trade block that that they want to kind of contain or whatever. And so that can draw us into military entanglements, you know? And so that's why I worry about it because we no longer have a president who is directly under the thumb of Putin. You know what I mean? And so it w- it bothers me that they're making, um, you know, very it, it's well, they've doubled they doubled their military presence on the border of Ukraine. I don't know any country that does that when they're just like, what up? <laughs> you know what I mean? I just want to talk with some guns. You mind if I bring my some guns to the talk? I've never I've never felt somebody felt comfortable when somebody was like, hey, we just want to talk, but we're going to bring all the guns. I'm just going to set my gun here on the table while we have this discussion. You're cool with that, right? Yeah, yeah I'm cool with that. <laughs> no, so that's looking really bad. And it's one of the things that always triggers me uh, to think back to conversations I hear when I'm in like leftist rooms or I'm checking out leftist videos. And they're always like... They're incapable of separating the idea that while Russia might only really engage in the normal kind of uh, clandestine back and forth with with America that you would expect from two large powers who have significant interest and probably resources that they're competing for. They can't separate that benign fact from the idea that Russia might not be America's biggest direct threat, but is also a bad actor in their own region. Is also a bad actor in their own region. How did we not acknowledge that if the if Ukraine was genuinely interested in becoming part of Russia, and Russia was genuinely interested in annexing uh, 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 Ukraine as a as a as a property, you don't think they find a way to do it without tanks? <laughs> obviously one of these sides doesn't want this to happen and so how do you square that circle that your benevolent russian friends that are supposedly a a a a, a, a you know benign force in world politics are amassing their troops on the border of one of their smaller neighbors and has a history of taking fucking territory from that neighbor like, this is what I'm saying. Like, leftists are so, so blinded by the fact that America is a, such a trash land that they're willing to just be completely blind to China and Russia and the malfeasance that they commit on their borders. Like, we have to come to an acknowledgement that all that there is a multipolar bad actor situation here. And so we have to be able to critique America, Russia, China, UK, all of them. And I haven't named any African nations only because I don't need to dogpile on that. They do enough work of shitting on 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 black nations. I'm sure that, that you can you can find one that had some form of malfeasance in their government. But this is, you know, we have to be able to acknowledge that there is not a genuine global power that we should be organizing and propagandizing in a positive way for at all. And the amount of pro-China, pro-Russia propaganda I see come out of American leftists blows my fucking mind. Like, they can't see, like, hello, don't you see? If America is bad and you promote the other guys doing the same bad shit that America's doing, I'm interested to see where the revolution comes in. Where's the revolution? 
what going from a, a a white global power to an Asian global power that does the same exact thing except with no guise of democracy? Is that the revolution we're looking for? Because that's not the revolution I'm looking for. I I'm absolutely cool with moving away from 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 uh fucking capitalism, but I am not interested in moving towards totalitarianism. I'm not interested in faux leftists saying that China is communist when it so fucking clearly is not a communist country. It is a totalitarian capitalist country. It is a fascist state. When you have totalitarianism and capitalism, it is totalitarian fascism. That is by definition. I'm, you know, you you don't have to go very far to find the definitions of these words. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not exactly sure, like, why leftists in America are so gung ho on on lionizing China and Russia when they are the bastions of anti-left sentiment. Their governments at least are. Their people might not be, but isn't that the case everywhere? Isn't that the case everywhere? You have conservative right-wing governments that dominate over generally conservative left populations. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else. Like, Americans are so bad at words that they can't even describe the situation at hand. And so they, they run around in a state of confusion when it comes to certain topics like this. But anyway, you know, that is why I, I point out when Russia is being aggressive with its neighbors, because I, I, I feel like there has to be a counter narrative to the idea that America bad. So that makes China and Russia good. No, America bad, China bad, Russia bad. We need to have an issue. We have an issue with global superpower structures and that they all feed into a generally corrupt capitalist system. And if we ever want a left-wing, generally collaborative revolution, we're going to have to move away from all that bullshit, not from America to 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 China, because that's exactly what capitalism wants, to globally move its power around so that people forget about it. Move the, move the, move the toxic waste somewhere else. Move all of the trash to Asia. All the Americans will forget about it. The Asians didn't even know it's there because they didn't make it. And ha, huh, there we go. Solved, right? Out of sight, out of mind. No, not at all. You gotta we shuffle it. It's like yeah, we don't want to treat the problems of capitalism the way capitalism treats its problems of waste. It's not a good idea. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Moving on from foreign politics, there was some interesting shit going on in the in the social sphere. Um, in uh, New Mexico, I saw that they went. They've made a move to ban qualified immu- immunity. Yeah, another one falls. Another state. Another one falls. So my thing is, so this is the trajectory that I hope to see over the next 10 years is that slowly each state bans qualified immunity. In banning qualified immunity, the malfeasance of the police will become more and more evident. In doing so, cities will now have a visceral, a real tangible evidence as to why they should be divesting from the police. Slowly and surely, the police become defunded until either they get to a point in which they have they're they're operating at peak efficiency or b they become an, a defunct institution they become so small that they might serve a role but it's not one that is it's not the role of strangling 50% of city budgets you know what i mean and so that in and of itself is a massive win when it comes to social change so that's what i'm hoping i is what we're seeing from from the domino effect of new york and now new mexico and hopefully other states banning qualified immunity because it's not like we don't know what the ramifications of this are going to be. Mad police about to go to to, to jail. <laughs> Mad police. 
You know what I mean? Because it's just too many camera phones. Too many camera phones. They can, and we're going to all see. And then you know what's going to be really fucking hilarious? You want to know what's going to be really hilarious? Is that there is a role that quote unquote police can play as public uh, executioners of certain types of authority. Not as brutalizers of the public, but there is a role for them to play. And in the defunding, we might force them into that role. And then what'll be what we'll see is is that we don't when we're like, oh no, hundreds of police are are leaving their precincts, and it leaves only the effective police. And then they can attract other effective police. They won't even need to get back to the numbers before, but what you'll see is just better outcomes with way fewer people. This is what I'm, I'm, and you know, I'm such a fucking optimist because I, I heard one, two stories of, of, of qualified immunity being banned and I'm postulating this post-factual <laughs> universe where the police are actually functional members of society. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's the kind so of optimism right. you need to have, though, if you actually want to see a better future, honestly. But that's what we want to see happen is the abolition, we'd be better off facilitating the abolition of prisons and jails rather than the abolition of police at this point because what we can do is take is if we can defund them significantly enough force them into the role that they were initially there for in the first place so yeah that was my rant on on that uh i saw that coming out of new mexico and 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 my brain started churning on it but um Yo, I also saw some shit going on with this narrative around. So recently there was uh, a man who stabbed two police officers and killed one of them um, in in D.C. And they're like, attack on the Capitol. I'm like, shut the fuck up. It's not an attack on the Capitol. Crime happens in the Capitol. It's not an attack on the Capitol. Nigga did not try to topple American democracy with a knife, you fucking squeamish ass fucking people. I hate it so much. I hate I hate the mainstream media so much. I hate it so fucking much. How do you really, how do you frame (laughs) the guy with a knife who killed a man as an attack on the Capitol? That is just falsy, faulty information. That is false, you know, presentation of the news. I I don't want to use their term. I don't want to use their term. It was an attack that happened on Capitol Hill. You know what I mean? It was not an attack on the Capitol. That's such, it's so infuriating. (laughs) It's so manipulative. But anyway task at hand they tried to create this narrative that he was um a nation of islam extremist and so finally oh, for him. i do want to come out uh i do want to kind of give a a little signal boost that the nation of islam has come out they investigated his background with the nation of islam he was not a member of the nation of islam he was he had donated and the certificate that he had that they claimed was his membership was right. something that's given out to someone who donates to Nation of Bro, Islam. They be reaching, um, son. Oh, totally reaching. They be reaching so hard. And moreover, they did Yo, research did into this into this the brother. Nation Islam fucking cafeteria one time in nineteen seventy three. Oh, you definitely support Nah, show. B. But so but he was somebody who seemed to have a very bright future. Like he had plans and it looked like he had a trajectory in life other than dying by suicide by police. And so they are launching their own investigation into what's going on with him because they feel like there, there might've been some foul play as to what, what uh, instigated him stabbing an officer on Capitol Hill. So I'm interested to see what their investigation comes up with. Cause I just trust them more than I do the, the police just single-handedly um 
You mean I, you, I trust you, mean you don't trust us to investigate ourselves? Not at all. You Not don't trust, at all. You don't think that we would do the right thing? <laughs> I don't trust the people who tried to claim that 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 George Floyd died from a drug related issue Fucking after the video. Friends. Of Derek Chauvin murdering him, From I don't believe that. Douchebags. I don't believe that that organization is capable of investigating anything. In my opinion, personally, that's just my opinion. <laughs> I don't think that the organization who let the murders of Tamir Rice and Breonna Taylor off are capable of doing anything good. Convince me otherwise. Put me, me, me. I want to be in that meme where you fucking see that dickhead Stephen Crowder <laughs> step in front of the side. Like, convince me otherwise. Like. Convince me the people who thought that Breonna Taylor's murderer should go free can do anything good for a community. Convince me otherwise. Fuck out of here. I fucking hate the, that they're trying to perpetrate that idea on me. You know what I mean? Like, really? That's what y'all feeding us? Can you give us something like, they're bad, but maybe something good could come out of it? Mm, you guys, but you guys got to at least acknowledge how bad these fucking guys are. It's like, uh, I reviewed what you previously, can you get rid of the bad part? Let's go with the other part. Let's go with the last part. Yeah, we're just going to keep doing, we're going to uh, use the policy of qualified immunity, and uh, since we've never actually said they were bad before, we're just going to stick with that. You know what I mean? It's, it's only fair. I don't even think that's what qualified immunity is. Bad, that, that's not even what feelings. qualified immunity is. I don't know. I'm going to stick with it, though. <laughs> if you say they're bad, it'll hurt your feelings, and then their job performance will suffer, and we can't afford that. Okay? We need would to keep, never want to hurt a police officer's feelings. Never. We need to keep morale up, up, up. <laughs> oh, up, up. All the way up. <laughs> It's up and it's stuck, as uh, as my girl Cardi would say. Keep those police, keep Close. police morale up till it's stuck. <laughs> Fucking God, man. But yeah, uh, I just wanted to definitely point out that you know, don't believe the fake narrative that you know there's a nation of Islam extremists to attack the Capitol. Not true. Uh, as as the 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 orange trumpeta would say, fake news. <laughs> You would know if there was a nation Islam of nation of Islam assault on the Capitol because I, they I think would, would be more effective. Honestly, the, I think they would have killed way more people. I'm sorry, let me not make that's a joke. That is a joke. I do not believe that the nation of Islam would ever attack the Capitol. But they would have a much more heavy-handed response. That's for sure. Mm. If one of their members did it, it would be a public thing. They Absolutely, would just, they, they would publicly what? acknowledge that that person and and what they did to rectify it. Absolutely. That's just how they. That's how they've always done it. Yeah, they, it, they, the response to that would be so fucking heavy. They, you would never hear the end of it if it were true. Yeah, because they wouldn't want to. Because if it came out from the FBI and they had the evidence, it would. It would be the end. It would. It would. They would never be able to to do something in public again. They would kill their social media presence because they would be under constant, even more surveillance than they already are. Yep, and they might even get laws specifically written to combat them. Mm-hmm. That's their favorite shit. And so yeah, there was um, so the, there was this uh, this story that was going out of the NFL that popped up a couple of weeks ago, and I want to talk about it, but it kept getting pushed off the docket. But I'm glad because I want to juxtaposition it to the the uh, the story I'm going to hit after it because I think that they have something to do with each other. So it came out that the NFL used to attempt to have this uh, affirmative action policy that uh, would account for the fact that a lot of the black NFL players came out of poor socio so poor socioeconomic circumstances and the white players came out of, you know, usually college settings or, or not just college settings because the black players came from colleges, but academic settings. And so they instituted a policy in which 
they lowered the bar for cognitive testing for black players. Um, and so it was, it was done quite some time ago. I kind of see how they were aiming it to be, uh, helpful, but really what it ended up telling people is that black people are stupid. And so we're going to lower the bar for them. And that's how it ended up being exercised. Fucked up. Fast forward to 2010, they're starting to have to pay out CTE, uh, uh, CTE payments. But most people are now aware of the what they call racial norming, and they tell their doctors, "Don't utilize this method. That's racist, and we don't don't do that to us. Don't don't project our numbers. Don't skew our numbers based on that. Use the same guidelines that you do for every other patient with us." Now, what's happening is is that the NFL is reject because racial norming is still the NFL policy. They are rejecting results that do not include that. So they're using it to deny CTE payouts for people who have clearly been 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 uh, hurt by CTE. They have medical records that show it. But because they require racial norming to be used, the the cognitive drop needs to be larger for them because it has to. it's a certain percentage. So if you have a 20 percent cognitive drop, but the baseline is 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 lower then the 20% of the lower baseline would be a bigger drop from if you were being, you you know, yeah. if you're being Rated reported normally. at a normal baseline yeah. of cognitive ability. Okay. I know that sounds super confusing, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a loophole that the NFL is using to deny CTE payouts. And that's fucked up. Yeah. Like these people refuse. And this is why, like, I just don't fuck with the NFL and people ask me, Oh, you watch football? And it's like, ah, I kind of like football, but no, I don't watch the NFL. The NFL is just a fucked up organization i don't care how nice roger goodell is to people i don't care how many different programs they run where they wear pink shoes for breast cancer they are a fucking bad organization they are an organization built off of the backs of mostly minority people damaging their bodies for your entertainment sure we might be trained not to think anything of that but it is bad no matter how much training you train someone you know like if i sat here and cut myself for entertainment that would be bad right it's 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 a very similar thing these people are hurting themselves they're running headlong at each other you know they're they're and now they're we're starting to find out the long-term internal effects of what's happening to their brain and instead of owning it like 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 an organization that makes billions of dollars should the nfl is finding every loophole they can to deny payouts fast forward to last week former nfl uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers player snaps, kills a doctor and his family. Four, I think five people in total. Damn. Somebody who clearly has issues. Now, let me explain something. CTE doesn't make you violent. Uh, by the way, CTE is chronic traumatic encephalopathy. It's basically head trauma. Head trauma. I'm not claiming, I don't know if CTE makes you violent. No one knows. We don't know for sure if CTE makes you violent. But what we do know, just from basic understanding of the brain, is that inhibitions, things that, the the ability for one to restrain their actions, is a brain activity that happens in the frontal lobe. One of the primary places of impact for CTE is the frontal lobe. So one of the long-term effects of playing football is damage to the area of the brain that does a large portion 
of your inhibitions and 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 control of actions. Possibly so, coincidentally, Chris Benoit. Chris Benoit, and I, this is we're gonna get to that. Hold on, hold on. Okay. You're absolutely right. You're we want to get to that. So what we're doing is is we're training people in a very violent action for the, for the vast majority of their life most of the time from their very throughout their developmental stages okay we're training them in a very violent activity one that we know over the long term will damage their ability to control their inhibitions so whereas violent thoughts are normal relatively we typically, in a normal functioning brain that does not have CTE, have the ability to inhibit our behavior. Part of the issue that we are having is that a lot of these uh, football players, and I'm only mentioning that because of the primary uh, 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 topic I'm talking about, are losing their inhibitions and utilizing the violent means in which they were taught. Now, yes, if you use a gun, you weren't taught to use a gun in football, but it's a it's an it's a mindset of I will I will enact violence to achieve whatever ends it is that I am attempting to achieve. Normally, you have inhibitions that will prevent you from doing that because further thought says, you know what, I'm probably not going to get the desired outcome. There's got to be another way that is led outside of the violent methods. That's just to say, this this man committed an atrocity in murdering this family. And if we want to do justice to the memory of this family, because that's all we can do, there is no justice for the loss of these people. But if we want to try to provide some justice to the memory of this this family that was that was slaughtered, I think we would do better in having a deeper discussion about what happened here. Outside of, see, we need more gun, gun control because while we do need gun control, I think this was a, a an expression of a deeper issue that we have to, to to deal with, and that if we do, could head off a lot more pain and suffering, not just from the victims of of violence of people who have suffered from CTE, but from the people who have suffered from CTE themselves, you know, who have, who struggle with it and fight with it. And just want a little bit of help, you know, a little bit of compensation so that they can handle the financial burden of dealing with having constant caretakers to have to deal with taking the medications that come with it. Then, yeah, you know, why can't the NFL step up and just handle that? You know, that's been a fight since that's like the core theme of any given Sunday is like. The NFL taking responsibility for player injuries. Yeah, you know, and, and and it's a big thing. And then, okay, and so going on to, so what else do I have to 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 strengthen this this thesis that I have? And I'm looking at the Chris Benoit story, and and all of the 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 um interviews that I've seen about him talk about how you know this that never seemed like the kind of person he was yeah. this is something happened to him this reports, person he was changed an amazing person yeah he was such a nice loving person his family loved him no you know where what happened like something happened to him 
And if we just write this off as a crazy guy killing his family, we'll never know what's happening to these guys. Because wrestlers have a lot of the same issues as well. And in the same way, wrestling didn't teach him to hang himself. Wrestling didn't teach him to shoot his wife, but it caused damage to his brain. And the inhibitions that he had going through a stressful time with his family, he didn't have the mental capacity to restrain himself. You know, he sat there and trained so much of his life to to deal with these issues violently. He went to the end. And and while you it's not a it's not a, something that you use to to be permissive of what happened to him. It's it's important to explain as to what happened because we want to try to help people before they get to that point. The only way you stop this from happening is to intercede and help people before they get to that point. Because clearly there was a time in which these people were not homicidal and then they became homicidal. These are, you know, they didn't, you know, they had circumstances in their lives that led up to this. You know, that's not to say that there isn't any, you know, circumstances in which this analysis is inadequate. Sometimes it's not. But when it comes to these sports stars who play these high impact, high injury sports, we got to, we got to look deeper into it because there there will never be any justice for the lost. But if we want to have, you know, any positive change to prevent it from happening, if we want to give any justice to their memories of the lost, we should probably, you know, go deeper than the superficial idea of, see, if he didn't have a handgun, he wouldn't have shot his wife. Like, dude, I get you. That, that too, you know, but greater than that, he had that, there's a greater amount of time in which he didn't shoot her with that handgun. And let's try to figure out how he got from there to here. But, you know, um, I might be adding too much nuance to the story of a murder. So, you know, I, I would be guilty of doing that uh, on, on occasion, I guess. But here, I wanted to close out on this story. Uh, in the past, we've talked about BLM and some of the... Some of the issues that I have with the quote unquote national organization, obviously, I support all local BLM movements who are attempting to advocate for the ideology that black lives also matter in a world of white supremacy. Clearly, that is definitely something on the docket at any given moment. We, I'm down. I'm down with the national organization. On the other hand, it's something else. It's something else altogether. And every time it's in the in the news, you hear some other shit that is very dubious. And so recently, one of the uh, the co-founders of the National BLM movement, Patrice Colors, which it's always funny, like some some of the names you get in here, like <laughs> Colors, really? All right, cool. You're in a you're in a uh, a national solidarity movement that incre- that uh, that includes racial differences, and your last name's Colors. Very fitting. It's thematic, you know what I mean? On on point, on the nose. Um. It's like having a, a person named Samantha Powers as the representative to the UN. Yeah. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Powers. Yeah. <laughs> representative of the United States Powers. <laughs> but um, yeah, she's in the news for uh, having made several uh, home purchases for multi-million dollar homes recently. That's not suspicious at all. Lots of people buy multiple multi-million multiple dollar multiple multi-million dollar homes. Multiple multi-million dollar homes. Lots of people do that at one time. And now you might say, "Well, she's you know a figurehead of 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 a national of an international NGO. Of course, she's compensated well for all of the good she does in the world, right? 
So, you know, here we go. We got number one pocket watcher, Tone, my man, Antonio Moore. And I don't say that pejoratively, <laughs> but he is number one pocket watcher. This nigga is in everyone's pockets. If you're and only if you're a public figure, he don't watch pirate people's pockets. Like that's that's rude. But if you're a public figure and you're saying that you're here for the benefit of the people, he watching your pockets to make sure that that's what you're doing. And so he started doing some number crunching. He's like, "There's no way, there's no way she made that off of her activist salary." So unfortunately, what this is exposing isn't just. I don't think that she's stealing from BLM. Honestly, I don't think that the proceeds that 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 she's making in reference to the the cap the money that she has to buy multiple million dollar houses came from the BLM network. I don't think that she's defrauding them in that way. I don't know, she might be, but I don't think so. I think it's more indicative that she's taking a lot of donor money from big names that maybe might want to influence where BLM decides to 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 stick its 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 multi-million dollar. And so what I think they're doing is is that the international BLM organization, not the not the BLM movement at large, the international BLM organization is utilizing the BLM movement and using it like a a, a big gun. And they take big donor donations to not aim their gun at them because they have a lot of influence and places like target realized real quick. If you become <laughs> emblematic of oppression and BLM puts the, the gun at you, you're going to get some property damage at very least. And so they've pretty much been utilizing the local movements that have been very influential as a, as a, as a money raising effort and a lot of that money goes into the pockets of the direct lobbyists for that money who are the leaders of the organization. That's what I think is happening. Based on the sums of money and the amount of local chapters that are now suing the national movement to get their piece of whatever proceeds were put into the national fund. So... You know, that's always to say I try to keep it 100, you know, and 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 I just want to give a little note to to all of, you know, all of my white allies out there who have been pro BLM, who are disappointed with the um with the uh national organization and the the co-opting of the movement and so forth. Um I appreciate your rage, but just uh keep your critiques to yourself. Don't talk ill of black women. In public, this is a this is an internal problem. It'll have to be dealt with, but I, I don't want to see a whole bunch of white activists talking shit about black women on my timeline. That's just not cool. You know what I mean? It's still not cool. You know, it's it's something we will we can be respectful. We can critique. We can do all of that stuff, but we're not gonna we're not gonna be you know up in arms that these people are are operating at the social norm. Okay. You know, it's not like these, it's not like they're operating outside of the social norm. So we might be disappointed in them. We might have had better, higher expectations of them. And we might not support them. But what we won't be is disrespectful of black women. So with that being said, thank you for joining us. You can follow us on the social media. You can find me on Twitter at Karee underscore T and at Home Heron. And you can find us on Instagram and at Heron's Home Podcast. <laughs> you can catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. 
And always remember, guys, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever will truly learn from. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.